Welcome to Marketecture, where you can get smart fast with interviews of leading CEOs in the ad tech and martech space. I'm Ari Papero. I'm joined today by Frost Prelo, the CEO of Simplify. Frost, thanks for being here. Hey, great to be here. Hey, good to see you, Ari. Are you also the founder of Simplify? We've known each other forever, but I just wanted to. Yes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm one of the founders here. Paul Harrison, our CTO, is the other active founder here. Great. So Simplify has been around for quite some time. When was it founded and how big is it and where are you located? We were founded in 2010. Uh, we've got almost 600 employees now, and our headquarters is the epicenter of the advertising world here in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, although about half our people are here in the uh, DFW area and about half are spread across uh, mostly in the U.S. Well, uh, it's easy to get there. Let's just say that. That's correct. If you like American Airlines, you can get here many times a day for most places. Exactly. DFW. You and I ran into each other there a couple of times, I think. Absolutely. So I think everyone sort of knows Simplify, but sort of doesn't. I actually had, coincidentally, someone mention your company the other day and gave me a very bad explanation of what you did. Said you were just like, <laughs> you know, said you were in a certain category that I know you're not in. So why don't you tell us what is Simplify? Well, we are currently branded as a advertising success platform. But really what that means to most people is that we are primarily a DSP, a local focused DSP, although we have many national accounts that, uh, that do very well. But in addition to our DSP offerings, we also provide omni-channel solutions, primarily with the walled garden. So you can come to us if you want to run campaigns, not only programmatically, but also across Google, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera. And then in addition, through some acquisitions, we've layered on workflow products. So what we found is that many of our customers, especially the smaller ones, are interested in a more holistic view of their workflow. They're spending time cutting and pasting, swivel chairing between various platforms, aggregating reporting between various platforms. So we've also, through acquisitions and are doing the integrations on workflow software that enables a sort of holistic view of advertising capabilities all the way from planning through execution, omnichannel execution across both digital and non-digital, uh, reconciliation, payments, accounting, et cetera. I love the phrase swivel chairing. It makes you picture having multiple CRT monitors from different proprietary tech vendors back in the, like the 70s. I think it's more like tabbing between browsers at this point. That's probably true. It's all, it's, you know, people still say faxing uh, IOs around, which I haven't yeah. really seen done for a while. I haven't either. seen that in a while. All right. So let's talk about local. So you said primarily local. Are the advertisers local or the advertisements local? And is that a key part of the product or just your go to market? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because local, especially in the TV world, gets very confused because they think of the inventory being local. What we talk about is advertisers who want to target local audiences. And so that could be anywhere from uh, local car dealers or, or individual car dealers, stores, hospitals, lawyers, law firms, et cetera. Or it could be multi-location brands who are very, who might have 400 locations. Think of a grocery store might have 400 locations but they want to customize their uh, advertising around each store. So they might want to run campaigns at each store based on the different product needs, based on different targeting, and they want to budget separately as well as uh, as record performance separately. So that's the bulk of our business. We, of course, have some national campaigns as well. We think there's a trend of taking national campaigns and really localizing them, and especially as creative uh, becomes easier to make and easier to localize and customize, we're seeing movements in that direction as well. And so local advertisers and local agencies, obviously the budgets are smaller, but is there a sort of a sophistication gap? Do they need a simpler product than, I mean, your company's name is Simplify, but uh, is is that one of your key attributes? 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. And, and yeah, their budgets are, we, we, for instance, run about 140,000 campaigns any particular month. So if you just do the math, you, you might guess that our average campaign size is smaller than many DSPs. With respect to the simplified user interface, it, re- it really depends, Aaron. And we always have this joke internally that self-serve means something different to everybody. And so we have a full-featured UI with all the bells and whistles that a sophisticated trader wants. But we also have the ability to deliver simpler user experience and also provide managed services. We have a lot of smaller agencies and advertisers who really don't want to mess with any UI at all and want to come to us for managed services, uh, which we provide also in a, in a transparent fashion. Yeah. So on managed services, let's just talk about that for a minute. So you said a transparent fashion. So does that mean that they're paying a a flat markup on the media fee that's negotiated and or do you offer any sort of performance based advertising? So we do offer a lot of performance-based advertising, although none of it's arbitrage. So we're 100% transparent fees from our, our platform fee, our data fee. And then if, if people choose to use our managed services, it's a flat fee right. percentage of their media spend. Great. That makes sense. What's the rough breakdown of managed versus self on the DSP product? So on a campaign level, it's about half and half. And it's, it's, it's about the same on a, uh, on a revenue level as well. Wait, you said, did you say you're running 140,000 campaigns? We are running 140,000 campaigns for about 30,000 unique advertisers every month. So your team is managing 70,000 campaigns. You said that's correct. That's that's a large number. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, yeah, it gets back to, and we don't have, I told you how big our team is. So, and certainly a big chunk of those are not in the client services uh, arena. So it just brings back to, if you're doing that kind of scale, you have to automate. And so there's a ton of automation, uh, both across how do you enter campaigns? How do you monitor campaigns? How do you optimize those campaigns, report on them and all the rest? Makes sense. Uh, All right. Let's talk about the product itself. So, you know, everyone knows sort of what a DSP is, but just to go through kind of the basics, like to what extent does it cover all the different kind of formats, native CTV, audio, video, et cetera? Yeah, so we, and omni-channel is a word that I always think is like the most overused word because what really is omni? But we cover all the main, uh, so CTV, mobile, of course, uh, display, audio, uh, et cetera, of, of the programmatic media types in our DSP. I think the real the real differentiator, really what we started with uh, difference is our approach to data. And while we do all the uh, audience segments through the regular DMPs that are available and that are all available in our platform, the frowning premise of the company uh, was around something we call in structured data that we probably have not done a very good job explaining to people. But uh, really the thought was, you know, programmatic advertising, and you were there at the beginning, of course, is, you know, has this fantastic capability of being able to target impressions one at a time. But the approach to audience targeting really was carried over in the targeting feedback to each audience segments. And so our whole approach was how do we make programmatic advertising a lot more like search where if you think of a Toyota dealer, they don't go to Google and say, give me Toyota intenders. They say, hey, I'm going to upload a thousand keywords with brand names, competitive names, fuel mileage, uh, you know, other characteristics. And I'm going to see which of those signals work the best. And I'm going to bid up the ones that work best and bid down the ones that don't. And so that's the type of data that we target against in Simplify. We have all the prepackaged audience segments, but the bulk of our, our advertisers choose to use our more granular instructions data, really for two reasons. One, uh, they can customize audiences to their local needs very easily. 
I always use the example of uh, my brother lives in Palo Alto. The Toyota dealer out there has a lot full of Priuses. He's targeting a very different audience than the Toyota dealer here in Fort Worth, who's got a lot full of Tundra pickup trucks. But also they can get performance. You start optimizing because you have so many data signals can start optimizing on smaller campaign sizes. And so we have a lot of small campaign sizes. And so it's a big advantage to drive performance on these smaller campaigns if you have more granular data. So where's the more granular data that your customers use come from? From day one, uh, we actually ended up going directly to the same sources that DMPs typically go to acquire data and, and bundle it. We just cut out the bundling process. And so that's websites, mobile apps, uh, location data providers through apps, et cetera, is where the bulk of it comes from. So we, we built our whole data network around people who could provide us with data in an unstructured fashion. Right. So you have bundled segments from the usual suspects, and then you also have sort of a raw data marketplace. I assume there's some tools for making sense of the raw data. Yes, there are. Uh, and, and so uh, similar to what you think of is uh, different types. So in, in search, similar to what you think of in, in Google, you can go and they can get data, you can get suggestions. In location data, we have a graphical UI where people can say, hey, I just want to target households in this area that correspond to certain census data and other data from credit unions. So yes, there's a host of tools to do that. The supply side in general is becoming a flashpoint in the DSP competition area, both in terms of bundling supply into you know useful deals, as well as, in some cases, going directly to publishers and cutting out the middleman. What is your strategy around supply? So today we're working with all the main SSPs, as, as you might imagine, all the, all the usual suspects there. We have not to date gone directly to publishers. There are some publishers, especially in the CPV space, where that might make sense. We're working through the right technology to enable us to do that. We think that technology at the right time would be some sort of header bidding technology, which is, as you know, in CTV is still not completely prime time ready, or at least from our view. But that would be what we do. We see the SSPs providing a lot of value and aggregation there. And we also, on the flip side, have a lot of smaller advertisers who don't have the muscle to go directly to a publisher on their own. And so there is the value of aggregating the demand and the supply on both sides. Right. That makes sense. And then what are you doing with the loss of signal? What's your strategy been to uh, overcome the hurdles coming with cookie deletion? Right. And as and, you know, cookie deletion has been sort of the least, that's a, that's a signal that's been deteriorating for a lot of years. And so our strategy has been a graph of graphs type strategy and all of the above until we sort of know the answer. So today we're integrated, we're bringing in different graphs from various vendors that both rely on cookies and, and otherwise to create a graph of graphs and just to inform our own mega or meta ID graph and to, and to keep. And what we've seen so far is you get, you know, for every loss of signal we get, which makes a lot of headlines, uh, there's, uh, I don't know, there's what, 50 identity providers out there who are who are providing uh, sort of unique, new, uh, incremental signal to us. And so it's been about level so far. Of course, we'll see when cookies get deprecated off Chrome and see where that goes from there. Yeah, that'll be fun. And lastly, in terms of uh, targeting and algorithms, given your small advertiser set, I imagine custom algorithms and all sort of customization is probably not the highest priority in your platform, but I'm interested to know how you stand up against the trade desks, um, bid factors, or or any of the custom algo things that are going on. So I meant, we mentioned how do we deal with 140,000 campaigns early and how do you optimize those? So we've been heavily invested in machine learning in optimizing campaigns 
campaigns and automatically building optimization models on multiple levels to drive performance out of campaigns, whether that's conversion performance or, or some other capability. We also have bid factors in our campaign. Basically, our algorithms automatically adjust bid factors for advertisers, but we do find that uh, some advertisers say, hey, I want to you know turn these knobs, turn some of these knobs manually and uh, tune up or tune down. So bid factors are, are super helpful to have, have in the campaigns, especially if someone's trying to dial up particular inventory or, or other factors that might impact the campaign. But most of that is done automatically in our in our optimization models. Do you make an API available to your customers? Yeah, so we have a full API from day one. We've always had a full API. And so we do have customers, and especially some of our larger customers do build on our API. And, and we talked about the number of campaigns. So those uh, with self-serve, many of those largest customers are just, we're importing campaigns directly and feeding back reporting directly to them. It's a fully, anything you can do in our UI, you can do in our API. All right, let's turn to your new lines of products, your uh, business automation products. So you said that these were brought on through acquisitions? That's correct. So we did really three acquisitions in the software space. Uh, one is a company called Advantage Software, has about a thousand advertising agencies providing a workflow software for agencies, uh, really based in, a, in the, uh, started in the accounting area, but also includes uh, project management and media management, as well as a payments module. So the ability for agencies to really the operating system for an agency to run their business on all the way through all the processes that they run. And really the value that we saw there was the ability to connect and streamline the, the operations for them, make them, their teams more efficient in executing digital campaigns on a DSP. Of course, these are, these are software solutions that need to be able to buy across any media source. So they can buy across any DSP. We're just doing some integrations with the simplified DSP that make their lives a little easier, reduce some clicks, and improve some uh, processes on the reconciliation and reporting and payment side. Right, right. So, th- is that competitive with like Centro or or um, Comcast Strata? It would be more similar to a Comcast Strata, although Comcast Strata is just the media module. We also do the accounting module, so it's more comprehensive than than uh, what Centro provides. They're primarily, I think, just a digital planning module. Doesn't have the omni-channel media capabilities. Got it. But uh, Sean, I don't want to, I don't want to misquote basis on that. So I, I, I usually don't like to talk about other companies' capabilities because they always change. Sure. Well, we interviewed Sean. I interviewed Sean about three months ago. So that video is available to Architecture subscribers. You should do a double header and there's uh, a good hear, plug. Compare and contrast. There you uh, go. <laughs> so, in terms of business model, do you charge for the software or is it bundled with the DSP and media offerings? It is not bundled, although we provide some incentives for customers to use both processes. But the software, and I mentioned Advantage, Core Media is another software primarily focused on media buying uh, historically for linear performance TV buyers who are looking to move over to some of their budget to drive performance advertising on connected TV. But those are charged separately uh, on a per seat basis, on a SaaS basis. And our DSP is, as I mentioned earlier, 100% transparent transaction fee model. All right. So I will bring up the contrast because in the Centro interview, it was very specific that the software they offer to their customers is almost always bundled as part of the DSP fees. So good contrast there. There you go. <laughs> um, what can you tell me about kind of your roadmap and where you're going in the future? 
So, um, you know, clearly CTV has been part of every DSP's roadmap and we see a lot of, uh, we see, you know, continue a lot of runway there. We launched a solution just a few months ago, which we call ZTV, which is really the focus of, of bringing more linear buyers into the CTV space. We see a lot of linear buyers who might be used to buying on local broadcasters or local cable where they're buying in cable zones, but aren't able to target more granularly than that. So we launched a zip code targeted solution. Well, we think it's a competitive price point in the low teens CPM. And, and really we're able to get there by stripping out a lot of the data fees that normally come. So uh, they normally come with C- targeted CTV. So that we've seen a ton of interest in, in just bringing linear buyers over. And so we, we expect to roll out additional CTV solutions like that, that really kind of broaden the scope from the traditional, uh, we think it's more traditional, the uh, digital buyers who've been kind of some of the early adopters to linear. We also in the CTV world just see a huge opportunity and it, maybe it's overused word, but to democratize the world of CT of TV advertising, I mean, there were two barriers prior to smaller advertisers doing CTV advertising. One was the cost of creative, just making a, a 30 second spot was expensive through a host of things, including AI that's coming way down, but also the ability to, to target, uh, you know, just around their store and to run smaller campaigns. We have lots and lots of CDV campaigns running less than a thousand dollars a month targeted to just a few zip codes around a local, you know, restaurant, healthcare provider, auto dealer, what have you. And so there's a big opportunity to broaden the advertiser base for TV advertising in general, as we bring CTV to this whole group of advertisers that have had really great success on Google and search and others over the, over the years. So, so on the ZTV product, you mentioned that uh, you were bringing prices down into the teens. That's the media price, right? That's the all-in price, including our the, platform fee okay. uh, and and the media price. So it's been really successful. And we can, of course, say, hey, we can do that targeting process on Hulu or, or more extensive media. But really, uh, we've been very focused and most linear TV advertisers, are you, as you know, are very focused on media quality and name brand media they recognize. And so we We've done a lot of work to curate inventory sources for CTV that can clear it at prices, uh, you know, below that, so that inclusive of our platform fee, that they're able to clear at that. So we should think of ZTV as just kind of a like a packaged offering within the overall Simplify suite. It's like kind of a easy onboard for linear buyers. Yeah, I th- so in CTV we offer the full the full suite of targeting down to household level targeting uh, right. to uh, retargeting, etc. And it's really a zip code targeted, so so less granular targeting than than what we do in other cases, but zip code targeted offering at a, at a price point. If you think about a lot of these advertisers, they're targeting across. Across a whole DMA and DFW DMA, I forget, has hundreds of zip codes. And if they look at and what we provide is the tools uh, to show the data and in ACR, including uh, using ACR data, which of these zip codes are watching less uh, or, or watching less linear TV or more uh, connected TV. So they can target to maximize incremental reach. They can also target to household income if they're selling a luxury car product. And so it's just like, hey, why spread your budget equally over 100 zip codes when you can just target the 10 or 20 zip codes that are most yeah. fitting with your target market? Right. So so using the simplified DSP, I could do anything, any inventory I could get access to, including super expensive premium video inventory. Uh, but using ZTV, you've kind of packaged it up so it's, uh, you know, more reasonable prices, more specific capabilities, easy to onboard. 
Exactly. In particular, we found that a lot of linear buyers were choking on the on the twenties, thirty dollars CPMs of, of many targeted uh, CQV offerings, which you know our average CQV offering or going out the doors is in the low twenties, and so many were looking for a lower price point, uh, but with better targeting than what they're already getting from cable or, or local TV, and and so that is uh, was the offering. Great. So let's go through a lightning round. Uh oh. All right. So, <laughs> relatively quick answers. Quick questions should be easy. What's your number one competitive advantage? Our approach to data and unstructured data, ability to target very granular audiences and drive performance on those campaigns. Why wouldn't ultimately walled gardens like Google, Facebook, Amazon crush you? <laughs> I no, ask this for everybody. <laughs> I, I should have known. It's a great. It's, it's a great question. They don't offer the targeted solutions or services that we provide in a holistic sense. They're point solutions in, in many ways where many of our customers are looking for a broader solution. Could we dive into that a little bit more? What does a broader solution mean in this case? This is, this, this, this is a lightning round. You don't get to ask more. But yeah, no, yeah. Right. But your answer was vague, so I want to know what about. <laughs> so, and so as I said, many of our customers are looking for vendors and, and partners to do more to, so they get out of swivel chairing, right? To back to that phrase. So they don't want to, Google is never going to offer programmatic or Facebook or other solutions, nor, nor is Amazon, nor is, uh, is Facebook. So we offer a broader solution set than any of those vendors, which is what our customers are looking for. All right. And uh, what's your biggest product or market challenge? prioritizing. Uh, there's so many things that uh, we see we want to do uh, in, in this space. And so really just prioritizing around what's going to really drive the benefit and uh, what, all the things we say no to. Yeah, I can relate to that having run a DSP myself. And last question, if your company was an animal, what animal would it be? Um, that's a great question. I think we'd be a dolphin because we are, uh, I think we're smart and uh, we have a culture about being friendly. So I would uh, say we, we, would, we would try to be Flipper the Dolphin. Excellent answer. All right, Frost, thank you so much for being here. This is a great conversation. You bet, Ari. Great to see you. And uh, thanks a lot. Thank you for subscribing to Marketecture. New interviews are added every week at Marketecture.tv and your favorite podcasting app.